All right, brethren, if you will, let's turn to Psalm 19 again. Psalm 19. Just a reminder, this week there'll be no midweek service this Wednesday, and we'll resume next week. And Lord willing, this coming Sunday we'll observe the Lord's table and uh, have a have a meal after and bring what you like. Ain't no themes, ain't no ain't no restrictions. You know, and I'll tell you, you can, you can just learn the bestest things sometimes. We run out of bread one time and Kimberly made chili. And I said, well, I like I like bread. I like as my brother used to say, I like old doughy bread, extra gluten in it. <laughs> and she said, You want me to make some biscuits for you? And I said, Yeah, I like biscuits. You ever had biscuits and chili? Ooh, buddy. Hey, you lick your eyebrows. That's good. That's wonderful. Might learn something. We get away from our get away from ourselves. Be good for us. Lord will provide for us. Psalm nineteen. Six words about the word. That's what I want to look at this morning. Psalm 19, verse 7. Now let's read the first six verses too. Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language, for their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. In them hath He set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of His chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and His circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there's a great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Last week we looked at the first six verses of this psalm. This first book in David's library, as our old brother said. This was the book of creation. Any any man, woman, child throughout time has been inside or outside, has took a breath, can see and, and... and understand somewhat of the majesty of God and His work of creation and, and, and how fearfully and wonderfully am I made. We have our own bodies that we, He's given us. This book of natural things that declare His glory, the, the heavens that the birds fly in. <laughs> heavens that contain the stars and the sun and the moon 
all those asteroids floating out there and the heavens that contain His Son, where glory will eternally be, the presence of Almighty God. Paul and Barnabas, they were at Lystra. And those folks were about to make, make some sacrifices for those preachers. <laughs> they wouldn't call them by their name. Paul said, I'm Paul, common apostle. Didn't he? We went through this a bunch of times. You know what they called him? They said, you're Mercurius. Barnabas, we're going to call you Jupiter. Had all kinds of silly, silly titles, didn't they? Things up in the heavens. He said, speaking of God, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness in that he did good. That's what Paul Barnabas came preaching. He gave us rain from heaven. You want to give me funny names? He gave us fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. He wasn't without a witness. They understood these things. Man wants to worship the, the creation, not the creator, don't we? Copy things in, in this world. Other than the glory of creation, there's more in this psalm. Here in this first six verses, there's a declaration of the power of God and His creation, of His creating power, of His power and providence, sustaining all things. And this could show every person alive that we have no power. Seeing His power, we have no power. Seeing a hurricane, I can't make a hurricane. Seeing a tsunami, I can't stop a tsunami. We have no power. Every, everyone born of Adam, we're powerless and we're dependent on another. We can see those things in God's book of creation out those doors. My whole life I've heard, my pew is my bass boat. My choir is a turkey call. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go to church up at tree stand this weekend. My sailboat or my mountain hiking or whatever. Uh, no. That's not so. I'm here. I'm sent here to tell you that ain't right. That's not so. That's your Sodom. That's all. You're, you're using, just because the Lord has a creation, you're using excuses to do what you want. That's your Bathsheba. It's your bass boat. I don't think any of y'all have bass boats or tree stands, turkey calls, but you know what I mean. The great outdoors cannot reveal what sin we are. Watching a hummingbird fly through the air is majestic and it's powerful, but it can't show me what I am. It can't reveal Christ to me. It cannot reveal the Lord's salvation. And the Word of the Lord, this written Word that we have, that first book's creation, this second book we'll look at today is His written Word. David speaks of six things here concerning the Lord's Word. Six times Jehovah he mentions, the self-existent one. He's mentioned with a word. So I have six points for you. First, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The law speaks of the whole counsel of God. If he said it, it's law. Was it a mandate? Is it a statute? Is it hold on? If he said it, it's law. Period. It's the whole word of God. That's what Paul was talking about in Acts 20 when he was preaching. He said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel, all the counsel of God. The Word of God's perfect. It's perfect. The whole counsel, His entire counsel is perfect. Everything He said, perfect. Perfect. Well, what if I don't understand it? It don't matter. It's perfect. It's so. <laughs> Just because I ain't caught up because I'm still walking behind doesn't mean it's not so. It's perfect. And His holy law is perfect. Is there any bad or evil laws that we have in this nation? Probably a bunch of them, huh? Self-serving laws. It's all man trying to copy the Lord. 
but from His Word, from the Lord. Is there any rules or laws or, or, or His commands that are evil? Has the Lord gave us anything bad? Of course not. The Father's law is so perfect, it must be kept. But mankind could not keep it. And mankind, listen, would not keep it. People say, well, I'm just going to try to live a clean and holy life. No, you ain't. You're lying. You will not keep it, and you cannot keep it. So to honor the Father, how is this perfect holy law going to be honored? How is it going to be fulfilled? Christ came. He honored the Father. He fulfilled that perfect holy law. Ever jot and do. Which one? All of them. Moral law, he filled it. Mosaic law, he fulfilled it. Levitical law, what do you Take those, you've been clean the leprosy. Take your two turtle doves, go to, go to the temple. He fulfilled it. That never happened. Nobody ever been cured of leprosy. He fulfilled every jot and tittle, didn't he? In that Sermon on the Mount, Christ told us what that law truly means. We can read it. We can sit down, those, those that are, have the capacity to read or have someone read it to them, you can understand what that means, but we don't know what the intent of it is. He explains us that in Matthew 5 and 6, and he says, Think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets, either one of them. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. Fulfill all the law, fulfill all the prophets, all the prophecies. When we hear the word of the Lord of His perfect law, and we see we cannot keep it, we must have a substitute. Then our looking, all of our looking, our desiring, turns from ourselves, what we think we can do to another. I can't keep that law. Oh, it's holy. It's perfect. And I ain't. I can't keep it. I must look to another. And the soul's converted. That's perfect, isn't it? What else will convert the soul? Man can't do it. Uh, grandma and grandpa can't do it. Husband and wife can't do it. A church creed, a church membership, that can't do it. Baptism can't do it. What's going to convert the soul? God's Word must do it. In the foolishness of preaching the Word, what's written here, not my thoughts, not what I, what's going on in the news this week, or not what's to come in la-la land, preach the Word, what God said. Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the Word. Preach the Word. Preach Christ. Preach His person. His work. That word, The Word. Christ the Word. Fulfilling the law. Fulfilling all the prophets. Every jot and tittle. And be instant in season and out of season. When it's convenient. When it's not convenient. When you feel like it. When you don't feel like it. Get on your hind two legs and preach the Word. What does a converted soul do? That's what converts the soul. It sees Christ lifted up. What does it do? It tells others that old, old story we just sang. It's just one one mercy beggar telling another mercy beggar where he found bread. That's what happened to me. Uh, I was at war with God. I was His enemy teaching and preaching on a washing machine. Anybody listen to me, sit down. I'm going to read the Scriptures. Come on over to the house. We're going to sit down and read the Scriptures. I was a heathen. I was a heretic. I was self-appointed. And I had my five points of Calvinism, lock, stock, and barrel dead on, buddy. You couldn't beat me. You can't beat me. You can't convince me anything else. And thank goodness, Lord, save me from myself. God save me from that foolishness. Show me a person, not a doctrine. Not the doctrines of grace, the doctrine of Christ. Not a keeping of the law or not keeping the law. I made a work out of not working. 
It's what our sinful soul does. One with a tuxedo of grave clothes, isn't it? What's that converted soul? When we finally see Him, when His law is perfect, comes to us, He speaks to our hearts, and we see Christ exalted, what do we do? Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Satan doesn't like this. Satan doesn't like that at all, Simon. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted. <laughs> you have to go through some things. It's not just reading it. God's going to have to teach you in the heart. Would that offend me? If I stood up here and preached to you for four years, and the Lord sent one of his, his ministers, he came to me and said, Kevin, whenever, whenever you're converted, you go teach your breath. <laughs> I've been saved for 45 years, 1945 years old. No, it wouldn't make him mad, would it? He told Peter that. He said, I prayed for you that your faith will fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Whenever you've been made so weak, you can't do nothing but look to Christ. And He strengthens you and He converts you. Converts your soul. Now, go tell your brethren. What am I going to do? What if my faith fails? Ah, oh, Lord prayed for your faith. If He started, He'll finish it. Don't you worry about that. Strengthen your brethren. We see the perfect law of God. Our souls are turned from our ability, from our pride, from our righteousness to Christ the fulfiller of the law. And we're converted. And we tell others. We tell our brethren. We tell the mercy of the Lord. The grace of God in Christ. The forgiveness we have experienced. I want you to turn over to James chapter 1. This is so... You could take the Mona Lisa and whip somebody with it. You know that? James chapter 1. This is so misused sometimes. James 1 verse 22. James writes here, Be ye doers of the word. James 1 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any... Be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He's likened to a man beholding, like to a man looking his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh, whoso beholdeth, not themselves in a mirror, how good they did, what they've done and, and forgetful. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. What work? Seeing the perfection of the law of Christ. Seeing that perfection of the law of liberty, isn't it? This man shall be blessed in his deed. What deed's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> be doers of the law. Looking to Christ. Looking to the one that's gave us liberty. Looking to the one that set us free. What if he's walking in Sodom? Well, the Lord will send two angels to bring him out. I ain't worried about it. Is he looking to Christ? That's what we're told to do, isn't it? You who've been turned know that it was the Word of the Lord that did that. The preaching of the Word. Second, now back in our text here, Psalm 19. Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The testimony, the witness, what he tells us, it's sure. His word, his witness is sure. And it's his witness to us, isn't it? 
And it's a sure witness. It will not deceive us. What the Lord said will not bring you shame. You won't be found wanting in His Word. The Lord witnesses to Himself. Do you know that? I'm thankful for that. (laughs) That's not my plate to do. He witnesses to His Son. They commune. They talk to one another. And He witnesses to you and I. Mankind walking this earth. What a thought. The Lord gave us His Word and said, Here, man's trying to burn it throughout at different times throughout history. Good luck. <laughs> Lord, if it pleases Him to keep His Word on this earth, it ain't going nowhere. I tell you that. He witnesses to you and I, you and, I and He tells us of Himself, who He is, of His majesty, of His holy holiness. And He's proven everything He showed us out in creation, hasn't He? Who He is. And He shows us and tells us who Christ is. This is my beloved Son. This is my firstborn. This is my, my chosen, my anointed, my Messiah. I'm sending. This is my Lamb. I'm providing. He tells us of Him. And He tells us who we are. This natural man. What we're born like from our mother's womb. How we were conceived. And that's sure. And it's not deceiving. The Lord ain't trying to trick us. Well, I might be, maybe I ain't as bad. No, He ain't, he ain't lying, is He? He's telling the truth. His word's sure. And equally as much declaring our sin, He declares His witness to us in the righteousness He's gave His people. As much of a sinner as I see myself in, in His word, there's none righteous. No, comma, not one. There's none righteous. Well, no. <laughs> That's why I put that in there. We think somebody good, can't we? Oh, that man, we're looking in the mirror there in James 1. And he was his witness to us just as surely. We're complete in his son. He said so, didn't he? You are complete in him. What do you need to add to it? Well, nothing. It's complete, didn't it? Turn over to 1 John chapter 5. We can deceive ourselves. We read there in Jeremiah 17. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And you know, that's I can't even know my own sin. I can't even know my own error. But the testimony of the Lord, sure. 1 John 5, verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, and we do, don't we? You find somebody about right enough. They tell you the truth, buddy, you can take it to the bank. There's some people I respect in this world. And if they say, I'm going to do something, I take them up to word. I believe they're going to do it. They're grown-ups. They're men. <laughs> or strong women. And they give you their word. I believe they're going to do it. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Isn't it? Read it with me. For this is the witness of God. What He witnessed, which He hath testified of His Son. He's told us of His Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Our text says the testimony of the Lord sure, making wise the simple. You know Christ is our wisdom. Isn't that? You don't have to know how to read. There's so many people that just they bank themselves on their educational background or their prowess in the, the quantity of pages they consume in their minds on a weekly basis. Well, if you couldn't read, could you still know God? You think that thief on the cross went to Yale? (laughs) Why? Wisdom's not in books. Wisdom's not in knowing stuff. Wisdom's not in doctrine. Wisdom's in a person. 
But of Him, of the Lord, are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom. He's our wisdom. I'm simple. Well, yeah, my wisdom's a person. And righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. All the simples made wise. That's what Paul told Timothy. He said, from a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures. These right here. Which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Make you wise unto seeing Christ the ark. Seeing Christ the heavens. Seeing Christ the firmament. Seeing Christ the, the light that shines in our hearts that God commands. Seeing Him as that serpent, serpent lifted up. The whole thing. Every bit of it. Make you wise. You water up and throw it in trash. Thirdly, Psalm 19, verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The statutes, that's His mandates, His precepts of the Lord. They are right. That's all of His words too, isn't it? Anything He says to do is right. Anything He says not to do is right. And it's right because it's from His holy throne. It's, he doesn't say what's right. What He says is right. you understand that? And we will fight, fight, devour, lie, cheat, steal, tolerate those that do, excuse, accuse, anything we can to go against it. It's simple, isn't it? Go read the Proverbs. Look all through them. It's right. It's good. It's good for me and you. And it's right for us to agree with it. You know, that's one of His laws. That's the end of that Levitical law. All these things that we have, all these precepts of the Lord, all the words, the laws of the Lord, it ain't just they're right, holy, and perfect. You've got to agree to them. Amen, Lord. That's right. And they not only are good for us, they make us right. We read the Proverbs, read through Matthew 5 and 6, that Sermon on the Mount, they're right, they're good. And we cannot charge the Lord with folly. But they make us right. An old friend of mine said that one time there in Tennessee. He said, when we are taught the statutes of the Lord, by the Lord, they make us right. How's that? They make your opinions right because they're His opinions. They make your thoughts on a subject right because it's the Lord's thoughts on that subject. They make our point of view correct and right and good because it's His point of view. What's the Lord say? Thus saith the Lord. I don't like that. I don't care if you like it. <laughs> it don't matter. It's what he says. That's my opinion. That's my thought. That's my point of view, what he says. It doesn't matter what I think about any subject, strong or weak, great or small, whether it's saving money or saving babies. It does not matter what I think. And it, it's going to hurt some feelings. It don't matter what you think. Your opinion does not matter. What you think doesn't matter. It matters what God says about it. It matters what His Word says about it. You get that? As a college football coach one time, they asked him if he thought that homosexuality is wrong. He said, God says it's an abomination. Fired. <laughs> He's out of business, wasn't he? It's what God says. doesn't matter what I think. don't matter what you think. I don't think that's right, Kevin. I don't care. It's what He says. Bow to it. What about raising your children? It's easy, it's easy talking about them blue chips in the poker table, ain't it? What about them pennies? <laughs> what about raising? What's he say? Well, now, 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 nothing. It's good for us to see things the way he sees it. You've been taught his word. We rejoice. 
We rejoice in His Word. We rejoice in His precepts in all of it. We see the mercy in it, don't we? We see the compassion in His statutes. Like I told you last week, the, one of the Levitical laws, you've got to have a railing on the top of your roof so it don't offend your neighbor. That's love. You see the love in that? Ah, I got their hammer and I got a builder. God said I had to. I didn't agree with it. He does that for compassion with your neighbor. We see the love in it. We rejoice in it. What's the statute of the Lord? What's something He, he gives? What's one of His mandates? There came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. There's a declaration and a command. That's one of His statutes. You okay with that one? You like hearing somebody else? Hear Him. Hear Him. That's a statute. You rejoice in that? I don't want to hear nobody else. <laughs> I want to hear Him. What He's given. Lord, give me ears so I can hear Him and then I'm going to rejoice. If we hear a word from Him, we'll rejoice. Well, I've heard that before. I know. I want to hear it one more time. <laughs> Tell me that old, old story again today and then this evening and then tomorrow morning and then the next day. I want to hear. He told Nicodemus. He said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He must be. I like that. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That's one of his statutes. Does that make you rejoice? Are you like a small child with a pacifier in his mouth kicking rocks saying, I want to do something different. I want to do it my way. I want to believe in his son, don't you? Why would someone rejoice over every precept to the Word of God? Because Christ fulfilled them. I'm, I'm Lot's wife. I've looked back. I've run. I'm that prodigal son that was down there with them, them sows eating corns of husk. And, and I didn't raise my children the way he said to raise my children. I didn't pay attention to him and keep my mouth shut in the house of God whenever his preachers was preaching to me. I didn't study his word faithfully. I didn't seek him out. I didn't do any of those things. Christ fulfilled it. That's why I rejoice. Because of him. Christ fulfilled them. He said in Hebrews 10, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts. And in their minds will I write them. That just mean we think on it and know about it? And their sin and iniquities will I remember no more. Why? He fulfilled it for us. Fourthly, here in verse 8. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The commandment of the Lord is pure. What's that mean? It ain't muddy. It ain't unclear. Like pure water. It's pure, isn't it? David wrote, there in Psalm 42, it said, The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night song shall be with me and my prayer unto God of my life. He will command His loving kindness. Is that pure enough for you? That's amazing. I see now why David had that tambourine and that harp and was dancing and twirling a baton down in front of everybody leaping for joy. The Lord's going to command loving kindness. I want some of that loving kindness. He's going to command it. Isn't that good? Let me look this up. Hold on a second. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. That's what we looked at last week. The Lord commands the dew. He, he breathes on the waters and they straighten. 
He says to the snow, be thou on the ground, to the light rain and the small rain. He commands us. He thundereth marvelously, doesn't he? In his creation. As that dew of Hermon descends upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. What's his commandment? Live. Live. Holy. Mine. Sanctified. My use. You're mine. I love you. Loving kindness goes to His children. He commands it. Is that pure? Is that holy? Well, it's right, isn't it? David said, For God is my King of old, working salvation, commanding salvation in the midst of the earth. When the Lord commanded light to shine, what happened? It shone. Didn't it? it glistened. It glimmered. When He commanded anything else ever there in creation, what happened? Right then it was, and it was good. And it was good. And it was good. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. All that light He gives us, all that love He gives us, commands us to see a person, to see His Son. That's pure. That's not complicated. There's nothing floating in that to confuse us or refuse us. Salvations of the Word of the Lord. He speaks it. He commands it. And when He does, our eyes are enlightened. Now we see things truly as they are for the first time ever. By His Word we're made pure and we see things as they are. What do we see purely now? We didn't see some things. We might have saw some things muddy and murky. What do we see now? We see our sin like we've never seen it before. People may have some sins. People may have done some couple bad things, but boy, if I could find somebody that's plumb lost, somebody that was shut up to sin, that they couldn't even speak because they knew what a worthless worm and wretch they were. That's how we see ourselves now. A lot of His perfect holy law and, and a lot of those just and right commandments and, and testimonies, every word He says is sure. It's pure, it's right. We see our sin like we've never seen it before. And we see Christ, the holy God-man, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world like we've never seen Him before. This ain't some dude named Jesus that wears tennis shoes. This is the Almighty God in human flesh. And He's holy. We start kind of entering into what holy means. Oh, it's something. Is that enough? Is it enough to know that you're just sin? Is it enough to know that He's the Savior? Satan knows what he did wrong, doesn't he? Demons know that they're evil, don't they? Those demons, they knew that Christ was the Holy One of Israel, didn't they? It's not just enough for us to see what we are. It's not just enough for us to see who He is. It's that we see also. Our eyes are enlightened that our sin that we are has been put away. It's been put into our substitute. It's been dealt with. And God's wrath and judgment and holy condemnation for that perfect loss. All that transgression that I am, not just that I've committed, that I am, that's my nature, that's my instinct, was laid on Him. He put it away. East is from the west. That's how far away it is. It ain't never going to be seen again. Blotted out with His blood. And in that transaction, all that righteousness and that perfect, those acts of a holy nature, A holy nature and the acts of a holy nature from His Son He put in us. (laughs) That's what took place. That's what happened at that cross in Calvary. He did all that, fulfilled all that. 
accomplished that salvation in three hours. This whole world went dark. You think there's a big power surge? <laughs> we have brownouts. <laughs> every time you have brown, every time power goes out, you just think about Christ on the cross. Be good for you. You'll quit being smart at SDG&E, won't you? Fifthly, verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean. It's clean, enduring forever. If we are given a heart that truly fears the Lord, that's not being afraid no more. You start out like a small child. If a small, my small children started out afraid of me because of physical punishment, if they didn't do what I said, I'd pop them a good one. Why would I do such a thing? God told me to, that's why. What happens? They turned out the way He said they would. But they started out fearing me physically. As time goes on, that punishment, that correction, not punishment, but chastening them, that lessens, don't it? Because they start listening. Now they honor me. They fear me. They don't want to make daddy mad because they love me, don't they? If the Lord works in us and we truly honor Him, we truly fear His name, we glorify His Son truly, there's a new creation in us. The fear of the Lord is clean and He endures forever. If He makes us truly kiss the Son, that's going to last forever. If we truly know Him and we're truly thankful for Him, truly honor Him, it will endure forever. That's wonderful news. It's His work and He sustains it forever. He won't go away. I'm with you always. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. What about when I'm dead? Then we'll have him full tilt. <laughs> Be made like him. See him as he is. Oh, it's precious. All right, last thing. Verse 9. The judgments of the Lord, everything that he's had. See all this stuff? See everything that's happened? The law, the testimony, the witness. All these things. The fear of him. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. He's just and the justifier. And that's right. You get that? He is righteous in what He did. It's holy and it's good. Me being His. Christ becoming being made me and me being made Him. Me one with Him. That's right. Because of Christ. Because of the Lord's covenant of grace throughout time. He is just and He justified His people. And that's right. This isn't some tax evasion trick that He's working in the background. This is holy. This is good. His judgments are true and righteous altogether. Every bit of it. And that's desirable. Verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Is that sweeter than a tree stand? Is that sweeter than a turkey call? What would you give for that? What's it worth to you to know His law has been fulfilled in His Son? His law is perfect. It's right. It's just. It's holy. Every word that He's given us and He preserves and He sustains that we can have at our fingertips is good. And it's right and holy. And He saves His people. He won't lose one. No matter what. Nobody can lay charge to His elect. It's Christ that died. Yeah, He's risen again. It's Completely finished. He intercedes for us. Would it be worth gold? To some it's worth 30 pieces of silver, isn't it? To some, Sodom's worth more. Gomorrah's worth more. Loved ones are worth more. 
I didn't know which that message, the first message or the second message was preached first. <laughs> they go hand in hand, don't they? Mercy, Lord. Save. Moreover by them, verse 11, moreover by them is thy servant warned. Lord, you've warned us. It's right there in front of us. And in keeping of them is great reward. Right now. Right now. Right now we know his law is fulfilled. Right now we know every jot and tittle of the law is complete. Right now we know we're in him. Right now we know we cannot be taken from his hand. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Why? So I can honor him. So I can fear the Lord. I can serve him. Lord, I don't know what I don't know. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Why? They had dominion over him. I was thinking about that the other day. How, out, of, out of the hours of a day, how many days do I just think about the Lord and fear Him and concentrate on Him and His Word, His creation and His providence that He's had my whole life bringing me right to this moment and keeping me and saving me? Let them not have dominion over me. Then, then, all this work of you doing, all this work of you not letting I have dominion over me, then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. I don't care who approves of it. I don't care whose sight sees it. I don't care if somebody thinks I ought not do it that way. Lord, allow it to be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We've been given His Word. We've been given the book the Lord gave us of His creation. It declares His glory. We've been given His Word. Who Christ is. What He did. Who we are. What He's made us. What we willfully made ourselves and what He's made us in His blood. He's our strength and He's our Redeemer. What a blessing and privilege that is, isn't it? And then we have His book of providence we can look back on. All this stuff mounted up. All this Psalm 19 so we could read it. Isn't that precious? Father, thank you for this hour. Lord, bless your word to the hearts of your people as it pleases you. Open our ears and close our mouths and speak to our hearts. Do a work in one of your children today, Lord. Add to your church as you see fit. We petition. Save your people. Save us. Forgive us for what we are. As you've promised you will. It's in your son's name that we ask it. Amen.